Hello, welcome to Active Bryant Systems. I'm Scott Bryant, your host, and this podcast is all about addiction. So, from a young age, I realised I had an addiction issue. I was about 16 when I got introduced to cannabis and LSD and speed. Lucky for me, I never did ecstasy or cocaine or any other hard drugs like that. But it did grab me and it did have hold of me for at least three years, where I was smoking cannabis on a regular basis, nearly every day, and uh, doing LSD. Uh, Once or twice I tried speed, but that didn't really do it for me. But the LSD trips, I really, really enjoyed. But unknowing to me, as the years went on, after the three years of me being in a drug state, I decided that I was going to stop. And when I said to my friends, so-called friends and family, that I was going to stop, my family said I wouldn't and uh, it was all my own fault. And I can remember having a panic attack at home. And when I had this panic attack, my sister rightly said, it's your own fault, you put yourself in this position, now get yourself out of it. So I I showed them the birdie, I left home and I started to go into recovery from drug addiction. First of all, I decided I was gonna stop smoking. I was a smoker of 20 B and H a day and I decided I needed to stop because I wanted to get into weightlifting and looking after myself and not be a a hypocrite or a fake. So after withdrawing from cigarettes, I tore up all my (laughs) 20 cigarettes and uh, broke them up into pieces and said, I'd never smoke again. And then (laughs) I went through two days and got bored. So I went and bought some uh, tobacco and some skin up papers. So I went on tobacco for a little while and still didn't understand why I couldn't quit the tobacco. It was really winding me up so then I threw that away and said that's it I'm stopping I'm not doing it ever again come on Scott stop being a pussy you can do it so then day one went by day two went by day three went by and I realized what I needed to do was to keep my mind occupied so I started uh, training in a friend's back garden and I was in lodgings and I bought a punch bag and hung it on the uh, on the swing and started hitting the punch bag and the guy that owned the property had a little weightlifting bench with some dumbbells and a barbell so I started lifting that training on that and then I used to ride to work every day and ride home again so while I was quitting uh, smoking obviously I was quitting cannabis at the same time but during this time I was going through severe withdrawal panic attacks and why am I giving up when I enjoy it so much but then I realized I must have an addictive personality because anything that give me a buzz I seem to do it in excess so then I learned a valuable lesson about myself that having these big addictions wasn't good for me so a couple of months went by and I'd still stop smoking I still stopped smoking cannabis And then uh, I moved down to Clacton and got tested by people that I knew that smoked smoked cannabis and said, do you want some or do you want some cigarettes? And I just said, no, I refused. And I got a little bit angry, a bit angry with myself, thinking, why have I stopped? Why have I given up? Do I really need to give up or can I keep doing it? So then a friend said to me, do you want a puff of a joint? I said, all right, come on, I've been clean for a couple of months, so I'll give it a try. And when I had that (laughs) joint, (coughs) the stress that I had before, or the fun that I had before, sorry, wasn't there. I didn't get a buzz. I didn't really enjoy it like I used to when I used to get the giggles and, you know, get the munchies and say stupid things and have a good laugh. So I just got depression from it, and then I decided that's it, never again. And from that day till now, so that's uh, 
stopped when I was 19, I'm 49, so that's over nearly, yeah, 19, 20, 49, what's that, 29, nearly 30 years ago. So uh, what I did learn is that even though you've stopped smoking, drinking or doing drugs, it will still keep calling you, it will still keep haunting you. So the amount of times I had cravings and uh, bouts of depression and things like that happening when my body wanted more of that substance to, because I was under a lot of stress either trying to find somewhere to live or moving out of where I was living or having rows with ex-girlfriends or having family problems uh, would make <coughs> me crave the cannabis because when I used to smoke cannabis I'd forget about it or if I was doing LSD I'd be on a trip so I wouldn't know I didn't really uh, worry about my problems at that time but then I realized that uh, a lot of my friends were doing much heavier drugs so one of my close bodybuilding mates he was doing uh, steroids and heroin and I didn't know this and he worked in a slaughterhouse and he was a lovely guy we got on really well we used to have wrestles and fights all the time he thought he was harder than me but he definitely wasn't and uh, I remember him DDT and me when we used to work together and then we used to uh, go out in his car you know before I stopped smoking cannabis and we'd uh, have a joint together and have a giggle which was really good but then he's uh, he got some ecstasy for his wife and they went out clubbing and she died and that was a big awakening for me and then my I had a friend that looked after me when I was a child and uh, she was like my surrogate nan and she died uh, so that was shocking and this is the year when Leah Betts died as well who was uh, died on ecstasy and it was all in the media in the 80s with Raquel's and the Essex boys so unfortunately I started to see friends dying or friends and family's mental ability not to function in the way that it should and myself I was suffering through panic attacks and anxiety and that followed me around for years and years and years and I think it was just because I went cold turkey and I refused to take any uh, drug to balance myself out because the doctor recommended certain things but I'd just throw them away or I wouldn't take them because I just thought, I'm just getting addicted to something else. So then after realizing I had an addiction, an addictive personality, I put that into my, my weight training, my learning and studying. Once I uh, stopped being a, a doorman or working at Argos or uh, being a chef, I think when I was stopped chefing, that's when I stopped drugs and then I went to Argos then I went to uh, being a doorman and when I was on the doors there was a lot of dr drug use by people in clubs and uh, pubs and clubs and I was on a mission to uh, prevent these people from doing these things but obviously they're just socialising, they're trying to enjoy themselves and they've not seen what I've seen. So I've seen people collapse in bars, I've seen people do some crazy things on when they're on drugs uh, so I see it as a real problem and now living in London for the last 18-19 years I can see it getting worse and worse and the crazy thing is you know you watch the, the movies now it's all about cocaine it's like unbelievable and there's a cocaine epidemic in London they're saying but it's all being promoted in the movies and stuff like that all the time so people think it's the norm and it's the norm thing to do unfortunately I've lost about five friends to drugs and that's why I choose not to do it and that's why I've been strong about controlling my addiction and putting my addictions in other things that don't hurt me like weight training cooking great food uh, reading learning new things doing courses and just staying away from uh, people that are involved in that world. I went to a party many moons ago and everybody was on something. And I left within 
20 minutes because I could see and feel it. And obviously, if you listen to my other podcasts, you know that I used to be a doorman and you learned things, you get a sense for things. So I couldn't hang around with them people. And today, as soon as I find out that somebody has been taking something like that, I find it hard to be around them because I lose trust for them. And because I've lost so many friends, it depresses me a little bit. Like a friend of mine died last year and uh, he'd been a heavy, he said to me he'd been a heavy user of recreational drugs, which is fine. Everyone's got freedom of choice. But we used to train together and he had uh, a bad nosebleed and I said, look, you need to go and see the doctor. He didn't go to the doctors for a month and they found out he had spine cancer. He fought it for three years and I went to the hospice to see my friend on his last day of his life and it it broke my heart to see an 18 stone strong guy go down to a 10 stone weak guy who couldn't even lift up his pants. Because of his drug use all his life, teenage life till adulthood, uh, he he was in his late 50s. To get that horrible disease you know really shocked me and upset me and that's why I choose to stay away from drugs I could have uh, gone on to you know steroids to build up my body and and to get even bigger and compete in competitions and all that type of stuff but I've chose to stay away from that world because another friend of mine was taking huge amounts of steroids when I was in my early 20s and he smashed up his house, lost his wife, lost his kid, lost his job, uh, lost the house that he was living in uh, because of messing with things that can really, really damage you. At first, you know, when I was smoking cannabis and doing LSD, I thought it was the coolest thing ever, but I was in my 20s, really, really young and wanted to experiment and enjoy my life more but what I realise is that a lot of the people you do it with are quite they're fake friends because as soon as you stop doing your addiction they don't come round to visit you nobody come to me to help me when I was going through withdrawal and I didn't go under any drug treatment I went and told my doctor and he wanted to get me on another drug which is unbelievable. So, if any of you out there are listening to this podcast and you want to quit drugs, you've got to take it, like alcoholics, you've got to take it day by day and you've got to fall in love with life again, look at the stars at night and see what a special planet we're on and surround yourself with people that don't do drugs and people that are in love with life and mirror them, become one of them in love with life, in love with what you do. Uh, There's always going to be depression for some people. I still get depressed. It's part of the human... It's part of being human. You're going to get depressed. You're going to get down. You're going to have up days. You're going to have down days. It's just how you cope with them. And the best way to cope with depression or drug withdrawal is to keep your mind occupied with something else. So I hope you enjoyed my story about my addictions and I still struggle with addictions as in if I have one coffee I might have to have five or if I have a bar of chocolate I can't just eat one one cube of it I've got to eat, eat the whole lot. So I still have to watch myself but those addictions are not addictions like alcohol or taking drugs or smoking that are a life-threatening so I hope that you learn from my mistakes and take inspiration from me quitting after a three-year addiction through just going cold turkey and taking each day as it comes I think that's the secret just taking each day as it comes spending your time with positive people setting yourself realistic goals and having a a vision and dream of being drug and chemical free. Thanks very much. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to read my new book, 
holistic health for proper geezers and classy ladies get the body and fitness you want please uh, contact me above and send me an email and i will send you a free audio copy of my book thanks very much bye bye Hello, welcome to Active Bryant Systems. I'm Scott Bryant, your host, and what I'm going to talk to you today about is some books I've really enjoyed, really liked, and really got me thinking and opened up my mind. So hopefully these books will do the same for you if you decide to buy them. So the first book is called Cholesterol the Myths. So unfortunately, many, many people in my age, 40 upwards, are really scared of cholesterol and think they need to take a statin drug. This book will help you to understand why you don't need to take a statin drug and why they changed the uh, value in the test of what you do. So if you do a test with the doctor, they might say you're at a level five, which is fine, but they want you, but the test in their test, in a doctor's test, it will say they need to have you at a level three. So they'll recommend a statin which will cause inflammation, pain, and lots of other health complications. So this book enables you to see that and understand that from the knowledge in the book. It's written by uh, an MD and PhD. So really good read. Have a, have a read of that if you've got an issue with your cholesterol. Next one, Power Up Your Brain, Neuroscience to Enlightenment by uh, Alberto Valdo. So this book is not just about getting your brain stronger, it's about getting your whole spirit and your health stronger by avoiding certain foods, going on a specialised diet, using specialised supplements in which to really get you into peak health. I really enjoyed this book, I enjoyed it so much that I got it on audio as well, but really, really interesting about how what you eat and what you your spirit is like will affect the way that you think, what you attract, and how you act in everyday life. So really good book. Alberto Valdo is an anthropologist, and he was a, a doctor cutting open, or a surgeon cutting open people's brains, as well as uh, he studied with all the shamans around the world, and he studied more with the Peruvian shamans, and uh, that's where he set up the Four Winds Society, because the head of the shamans in Peru said that they needed more shaman practitioners. So I don't call myself a shaman, I call myself a shaman practitioner out of respect for the other shamans. It's a really good book, Power Up Your Brain, Neuroscience to Enlightenment. Highly recommend it. The next book is <laughs> by Logical of Belief. Unleashing the Power of Consciousness and Matter by Bruce H. Nimpton, PhD. So another PhD. Really, really, really good book. It explains, you know, in the media we get uh, lots of ads about cancer and all these different diseases and how they're affecting celebrities and all this type of stuff. And this is just to get you brainwashed. This is what the media are doing because big... Big Pharma is paying for these advertisements to scare you and for you to download it. And Bruce Limpton proves it in his, uh, in his book because he's a scientist himself. He says, what you download is what you're going to get. So my doctor said, oh, your, your dad's got prostate cancer and he's got dementia, so you're going to get it. No, I ain't going to get it and I'm going to prove you wrong, doctor. So it's all about how you believe how you believe so really really good book highly 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 recommend it okay the next book is called power of the mind into the 21st century techniques to enhance your astonishing power of thought john keogh is the number one bestseller uh, tap into your creativity uh, successfully visualization techniques improve your self-image impact on your dreams Heal yourself, develop prosperity and consciousness, build and maintain a, f a fruitful relationship. So that's a really good book. I really enjoyed that. I've been meditating for a long time and I've been visualising for a long time. This definitely works, this book. Highly, highly recommend it. 
Okay, the next book is all about diet, which is the metabolic typing diet. Customize your diet, free yourself from food cravings, achieve your ideal weight, enjoy higher energy, robust health, and present, uh, prevent and reverse disease. So, an amazing book again, written by William Wilcott and Tris Fay. I've spoken to William Wilcott and I email him on a regular basis. I had done his course, Metabolic Typing, uh, Level 1 and Level 2. And then I studied with Reed Davis and done Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. can get awesome results with this system. It always works. It's not about calorie counting. It's about putting the fuel in that your body likes to get it to uh, heal itself, lose weight, get fitter, faster, stronger and leaner. And there's three types, Metabolic Typing. There's Carbohydrate Type, Protein Type and a Mixed Type. When you know what type you are, then your health will increase when you're eating according to that. I've seen people's cholesterol improve. I've seen people's pain go down. I've seen them drop a huge amount of weight and feel really, really good in themselves. Okay, so the next book is called... It's six o'clock. That's just my Mac talking to me. Uh, Digestive Wellness, How to Strengthen Your Immune System, Prevent Disease Through Healthy Digestion, Natural Remedies for... Uh, ulcers, heartburn, diarrhea, IBS, clots, reflux, food sensitivity and more. Excellent book, highly recommend it. I've highlighted lots of pages in it. I've read it a couple of times because it's really important. A lot of people can't get into shape their bodies because they've got these different issues that they have to go and see another professional to go and correct Whereas because I've studied it all now and got a qualification in it, I like to help my clients with these issues. The next book for marketing is Book Yourself Solid. The faster, easier way, the most reliable system for getting more clients than you can ever handle. Even if you hate marketing and selling by Michael Paul. Now, I've watched a couple of his... uh, YouTube YouTube videos. The book's really good, but the one thing that I got in the book, don't be scared of what you charge. And the reason why you shouldn't be scared of what you charge, simply because the more you charge, the less you have to work, the more money you've got in the bank. Okay? And then the second big thing in the book was network, network, network. The more that you network, the more people know you, the better your income, the more things you can afford, like getting your own book published like I have, or uh, spending more money on uh, Google marketing and things like that. So really, really good book. Really, really enjoyed it. The next one is Mindless Eating. Really good book by a PhD again. Uh, With that book, it explains to you how to relax, how to chill, how to be present with your food, how not to rush eat your food, and how to appreciate and energise your food at the same time. So really, really enjoyed that book. And the next book, one more, one more, is the Soft Tissue and Trigger Point Release book. So in my job, not only do I do corrective exercise, I do massage, I do shamanic healing, And then I do lab work to find out what's going on for people inside their guts because this will have a reflux onto the rest of the body. So with soft uh, tissue and trigger point release by Jane Johnson, it's really important that... Excuse me. I haven't got corona, I've just sneezed. Uh, With soft soft tissue release, uh, you've got trigger points that can cause muscle pain all over the body. For some reason, these trigger points don't show up in x-rays, but you can feel it when you're massaging and uh, palpating the client. So really important to do these, work on these trigger points to release different muscles, which will then release different pain, which will then let the muscle move much more freer. And in the book, it explains that if somebody's got uh, varicose veins or something like that, you don't touch them areas. Certain areas you can touch, other areas you can't. And there's uh, bits of kit that you can buy to help release more muscles as well. Uh, like the ball worker 
is a great thing for releasing muscles and the Theragun is another great tool for releasing muscles. So I hope you've enjoyed this uh, recommendation of uh, health books. I hope that you purchase some of them. If you go to my website, Active Bryant Systems, and go to my uh, shop page, you can see a list of books there that you might be interested in buying. Click on the link and buy it from Amazon. I'll get a little commission, which will be great. but that's where you can go to buy the book or the last book I haven't spoken about which is terrible isn't it is holistic health for proper geezers and classy ladies get the body and fitness you want my book covers multitude of uh, things this is my 20 years of in the fitness industry my experience lots of testimonials from happy clients at the beginning uh, and the chapters are Qualifications and achievement, detoxification, diet and lifestyle, corrective exercise, holistic body transformation for women, shamanic healing, how to stay focused and not give up on your dreams, and transcendence of drumming. So with my book, it took me about a year to, to get out there, then two years to get published because I had problems, but managed to get it all done in the end. If you'd like a free audible download of my book, Go to my website, Active Bryant Systems, send me a message and I'll make sure it gets sent to your inbox. But you have to make sure that you've got audible.com or audible on your phone. So thank you very much for listening to my podcast today. I hope you've enjoyed it and it's been insightful for you. If there's anything that you've got questions about, please go to my website or send me a message. Thank you very much. I'm Scott Bryant of Active Bryant Systems. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hello, welcome to Active Bryant Systems. I'm Scott Bryant, your host, and this podcast is all about addiction. So, from a young age, I realised I had an addiction issue. I was about 16 when I got introduced to cannabis and LSD and speed. Lucky for me, I never did ecstasy or cocaine or any other hard drugs like that. But it did grab me and it did have hold of me for at least three years, where I was smoking cannabis on a regular basis, nearly every day, and uh, doing LSD. Uh, Once or twice I tried speed, but that didn't really do it for me. But the LSD trips, I really, really enjoyed. But unknowing to me, as the years went on, after the three years of me being in a drug state I decided that I was going to stop and when I said to my friends so-called friends and family that I was going to stop my family said I wouldn't and uh, it was all my own fault and I can remember having a panic attack at home and when I had this panic attack my sister rightly said it's your own fault you put yourself in this position now get yourself out of it. So I I showed them the birdie, I left home and I started to go into recovery from drug addiction. First of all, I decided I was gonna stop smoking. I was a smoker of 20 B and H a day and I decided I needed to stop because I wanted to get into weightlifting and looking after myself and not be a a hypocrite or a fake. So after withdrawing from cigarettes, I tore up all my <laughs> 20 cigarettes and uh, broke them up into pieces and said, I'd never smoke again. And then <laughs> I went through two days and got bored. So I went and bought some uh, tobacco and some skin up papers. So I went on tobacco for a little while and still didn't understand why I couldn't quit the tobacco. It was really winding me up so then I threw that away and said that's it I'm stopping I'm not doing it ever again come on Scott stop being a pussy you can do it so then day one went by day two went by day three went by and I realized what I needed to do was to keep my mind occupied so I started uh, training in a friend's back garden and uh, I was in lodgings 
and I bought a punch bag and hung it on the uh, on the swing and started hitting the punch bag and the guy that owned the property had a little weightlifting bench with some dumbbells and a barbell so I started lifting that training on that and then I used to ride to work every day and ride home again so while I was quitting uh, smoking obviously I was quitting cannabis at the same time but during this time I was going through severe withdrawal panic attacks and why am I giving up when I enjoy it so much but then I realized I must have an addictive personality because anything that give me a buzz I seem to do it in excess so then I learned a valuable lesson about myself that having these big addictions wasn't good for me so a couple of months went by and I'd still stopped smoking, I still stopped smoking cannabis and then uh, I moved down to Clacton and got tested by people that I knew that smoked, smoked cannabis and said do you want some or do you want some cigarettes and I just said no I refused and I got a little bit angry, a bit angry with myself thinking why have I stopped, why have I given up, do I really need to give up or can I keep doing it so then a friend said to me do you want a puff of a joint I said all right come on I've been clean for a couple of months so I'll give it a try and when I had that <laughs> joint <coughs> the stress that I had before or the fun that I had before sorry wasn't there I didn't get a buzz I didn't really enjoy it like I used to when I used to get the giggles and you know get the munchies and say stupid things and have a good laugh so I just got depression from it and then I decided that's it, never again. And from that day till now, so that's uh, stopped when I was 19, I'm 49. So that's uh, over nearly, yeah, 19, 20, 49. What's that, 29, nearly 30 years ago. So uh, what I did learn is that even though you've stopped smoking, drinking or doing drugs, it will still keep calling you, it will still keep haunting you. So the amount of times I had cravings and uh, bouts of depression and things like that happening when my body wanted more of that substance to because I was under a lot of stress either trying to find somewhere to live or moving out of where I was living or having rows with ex-girlfriends or having family problems uh, would make <coughs> me crave the cannabis because when I used to smoke cannabis I'd forget about it or if I was doing LSD I'd be on a trip so I wouldn't know I didn't really uh, worry about my problems at that time but then I realized that uh, a lot of my friends were doing much heavier drugs so one of my close bodybuilding mates he was doing uh, steroids and heroin and I didn't know this and he worked in a slaughterhouse and he was a lovely guy we got on really well we used to have wrestles and fights all the time he thought he was harder than me but he definitely wasn't and uh, I remember him DDT and me when we used to work together and then we used to uh, go out in his car you know before I stopped smoking cannabis and we'd uh, have a joint together and have a giggle which was really good but then he's uh he got some ecstasy for his wife and they went out clubbing and she died and that was a big awakening for me and then my I had a friend that looked after me when I was a child and uh, she was like my surrogate nan and she died uh, so that was shocking and this is the year when Leah Betts died as well who was uh, died on ecstasy and it was all in the media in the 80s with Raquel's and the Essex boys so unfortunately I started to see friends dying or friends and family's mental ability not to function in the way that it should. And myself, I was suffering through panic attacks and anxiety and that followed me around for years and years and years. And I think it was just because I went cold turkey and I refused to take any uh, drug to balance myself out because the, the doctor recommended certain things but I'd just throw them away or I wouldn't take them because I just thought I'm just getting addicted to something else 
So then after realizing I had an addiction, an addictive personality, I put that into my, my weight training, my learning and studying. Once I uh, stopped being a, a doorman or working at Argos or uh, being a chef, I think when I was stopped chefing, that's when I stopped drugs. And then I went to Argos. Then I went to uh, being a doorman. And when I was on the doors, there was a lot of drug use by people in clubs and uh, pubs and clubs. And I was on a mission to uh, prevent these people from doing these things. But obviously, they're just socialising. They're trying to enjoy themselves. And they've not seen what I've seen. So I've seen people collapse in bars. I've seen people do some crazy things on when they're on drugs. Uh, so I see it as a real problem. And now, living in London for the last 18, 19 years... I can see it getting worse and worse. And the crazy thing is, you know, you watch the, the movies now, it's all about cocaine. It's like unbelievable. And there's a cocaine epidemic in London, they're saying, but it's all being promoted in the movies and stuff like that all the time. So people think it's the norm and it's the norm thing to do. Unfortunately, I've lost about five friends to drugs and that's why I choose not to do it. And that's why I've been strong about controlling my addiction and putting my addictions in other things that don't hurt me like weight training, cooking great food, uh, reading, learning new things, doing courses and just staying away from uh, people that are involved in that world. I went to a party many moons ago and everybody was on something and I left within 20 minutes because I could see and feel it and obviously if you listen to my other podcasts you know that I used to be a doorman and you learned things you get a sense for things so I couldn't hang around with them people and today as soon as I find out that somebody has been taking something like that I find it hard to be around them because I lose trust for them and because I've lost so many friends it depresses me a little bit like a friend of mine died last year and uh, he'd been a heavy he said to me he'd been a heavy user of recreational drugs which is fine everyone's got freedom of choice but we used to train together and he had uh, a bad nosebleed and I said look you need to go and see the doctor he didn't go to the doctors for a month and they found out he had spine cancer he fought it for three years and I went to the hospice to see my friend on his last day of his life and it, it broke my heart to see an 18 stone strong guy go down to a 10 stone weak guy who couldn't even lift up his pants. Because of his drug use all his life, teenage life till adulthood, uh, he, was, he was in his late 50s. To get that horrible disease, you know, really shocked me and upset me and that's why I choose to stay away from drugs. I could have uh, gone on to, you know, steroids to build up my body and and to get even bigger and compete in competitions and all that type of stuff. But I've chose to stay away from that world because another friend of mine was taking huge amounts of steroids when I was in my early twenties, and he smashed up his house, lost his wife, lost his kid lost his job, uh, lost the house that he was living in uh, because of messing with things that can really, really damage you. At first, you know, when I was smoking cannabis and doing LSD, I thought it was the coolest thing ever, but I was in my 20s, uh, really, really young, and wanted to experiment and enjoy my life more. But what I realised is that a lot of the people you do it with are quite... They're fake friends because as soon as you stop doing your addiction, they don't come round to visit you. Nobody come to me to help me when I was going through withdrawal. And I didn't go under any drug treatment. I went and told my doctor and he wanted to get me on another drug, which is unbelievable. So 
if any of you out there are listening to this podcast and you want to quit drugs you've got to take it like alcoholics you've got to take it day by day and you've got to fall in love with life again look at the stars at night and see what a special planet we're on and surround yourself with people that don't do drugs and people that are in love with life and mirror them become one of them in love with life in love with what you do Uh, there's always going to be depression for some people I still get depressed it's part of the human it's part of being human you're going to get depressed you're going to get down you're going to have up days you're going to have down days it's just how you cope with them and the best way to cope with depression or drug withdrawal is to keep your mind occupied with something else so I hope you enjoyed my story about my addictions and I still struggle with addictions as in if I have one coffee I might have to have five or if I have a bar of chocolate I can't just eat one one cube of it I've got to eat, eat the whole lot so I still have to watch myself but those addictions are not addictions like alcohol or taking drugs or smoking that are, are life threatening so I hope that you learn from my mistakes and take inspiration from me quitting after a three year addiction through just going cold turkey and taking each day as it comes I think that's the secret just taking each day as it comes spending your time with positive people setting yourself realistic goals and having a a vision and dream of being drug and chemical free Thanks very much. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to read my new book, Holistic Health for Proper Geezers and Classy Ladies, get the body and fitness you want, please uh, contact me above and send me an email and I will send you a free audio copy of my book. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Hello and welcome to Active Bryant Fitness Systems. I'm Scott Bryant, your host, and what I want to talk to you today about is about chronic fatigue syndrome. Now, many people can suffer from chronic fatigue syndrome and may not even know that they've got it. So, here are some of the symptoms that if you may have it, this is what you may have. Uh, Painful lymph nodes in the neck or in the shoulders or under the armpits. Muscle pain. joint pain, depression, sleep disorders, disbalance, low-grade fever, depression, and a mild fever. So causes of uh, really uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, it can be caused by fungus and parasites. It could be caused by, you know, huge amounts of stress in your life, like the family friend dying or you may have uh, diabetes, a lung disorder, a chronic pain, cancer, liver disorder, autoimmune problems, auto-inflammation, birth control pills and chronic candida infections and chronic infections. All these can cause chronic fatigue syndrome so it's really important that you get diagnosed by your doctor or look at your diet and lifestyle or hire a professional like me to help yourself get out of chronic fatigue syndrome here's some of the lifestyle factors that can cause chronic fatigue syndrome smoking not eating regular meals being overweight not exercising regular, being on a vegetarian or vegan diet. The reason why I say vegetarian and vegan diets is that most people that go on the vegan or vegetarian diets are not eating enough fats. 
So fats give you energy, so that means that you may end up being fatigued. And some people, if they're a carbohydrate type, they may get away with being a vegetarian, but they need to add good olive oil, good fats, good, good, uh, good vitamins and minerals to make sure they keep all their vitamins and minerals to the highest levels. So they don't go into uh, chronic fatigue syndrome. Now, exercise has been proven time and time again, like I've said in other podcasts, to really help with chronic fatigue syndrome. It can help strengthen the cell, it can give you energy, it can give you endorphin rushes, as well as just make you feel much, much better because you're exercising and looking after yourself. Some of the uh, types of exercise that you could use are Qigong, Tai Chi, yoga, walking, light swimming, light weight training, light meditation, well that's not an exercise, well, it can be an exercise, a mental exercise, but this can help relax the brain and give you something positive to do for yourself in which to get you out of chronic fatigue syndrome. Uh, but the treatments of supplements that you could use to really help improve your chronic fatigue syndrome as long with exercise, getting to bed by 10.30, drinking your body weight in ounces of water a day, you could try high potency multivitamins formula, vitamin B12, 800 milligrams, vitamin C, 500 to 1000 milligrams, vitamin E, magnesium, magnesium is so important, I see many clients and they're very low in magnesium, so I use magnesium sprays and magnesium creams to upload the magnesium level inside the body. The other thing is that zinc is a really important vitamin, so free, uh, 30 to 45 mega MGs per day of that, vitamin D is really important, 2000 to 4000 I use a day, fish oils 1000, EPA and DHEA per day, grapeseed 95%. These uh, vitamins and minerals can really help boost your system and help you to come out of chronic fatigue syndrome. But really you need to look at every avenue of the chronic fatigue syndrome. So I'm a Czech practitioner master level four and a personal trainer for 20 years. So the process I would take you through is that I would get you to fill out 10 days worth of diet and lifestyle questionnaires so I can look at every aspect of your life. And then we would talk about changing (laughs) some aspects of your life. So if you're not getting to bed on time, get to bed by 10.30. Drink your body weight in ounces of water, 0.33 times your body weight in ounces. Then you would need to get all the electronics out of the bedroom so you get into deep sleep. When you're taking your supplements, it probably take 30 days to 60 days to properly get in the system uh, because it takes time for your body to take on board supplements compared to taking drugs. I would look at your drug profile to see any medication which you're on and reduce them if any of them are the causing the symptoms of chronic fatigue syndrome. Lots of people when they've got chronic fatigue syndrome can suffer from fibromyalgia which can cause pain all over the body in the musculoskeletal system. So I would highly recommend a massage at least once or twice a week in which to be able to mobilise the muscle and help the body to detoxify. With chronic fatigue syndrome, uh, a parasite testing would be very, very important because if you've got a parasite, some of them can really, really damage the body and make you feel very, very tired, especially if you've got worms inside your gut and they're just eating all your food, so you have no energy whatsoever. I would highly recommend you increase your fat intake because fat can give you energy. Fat does not make you fat, especially if it's coconut oil, butter, ghee, lard, beef towelow. These fats are optimum in the body and give you optimum amounts of energy. Exercise as often as you can and sleep as often as you can. 
So with chronic fatigue syndrome, you may have highs and lows of energy if you're not eating at correct times and correct uh, correct amounts of food. So if you feel tired, three o'clock, have a sleep for 15 minutes. This will help rejuvenate the body as well as not make you oversleep so you can't sleep at night. The other thing with chronic fatigue syndrome is doing a detoxification process once you start to feel better. So you could do coffee enemas, dry skin brushing, uh, steam or sauna in the gym, or you could do a, a liver cleanse, or you could do a bowel cleanse, and all these cleanses will cleanse the body of any toxic waste that's been sitting there for years and years and may give you more energy again. And I would say uh, stay away from electronics like computers, TVs and iPhones or phones in general because they can really zap the body. But once you're back up to peak health and you're getting your health back, then you can slowly introduce these products back into your life so i hope this uh, podcast will help you with your chronic fatigue syndrome if you are suffering with chronic fatigue syndrome and you would like to go deeper or need help with a healthcare professional like myself for 20 years of experience uh, then i'll be more than happy to help you if you go to activebryantsystems.com send me an email then i will give you a call and we can have a chat about your needs and how i can help you get your life back on track So thank you very much for listening to my podcast. If you'd like to buy my book, my book is called Holistic Health for Proper Geezers, Classy Ladies, Get the Body and Fitness You Want Now. And you can buy that on Amazon, Waterstones or any good bookshop or Amazon.com. Or if you would like a free audible copy, send me an email telling me why you'd like an audio copy. I will be happy to send you one. Sorry I'm coughing a little bit. I've got a little bit of a cold. I'm hoping it's not Corona. Uh, So have a wonderful evening and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please.